part two of frequently asked questions. What questions do our recruiters field on a daily, hourly basis? Here's a lot of them. Last week, we talked about contracts. And if you're a new traveler, kind of what that all entails and the questions that you might have there. This one's going to be all about pay, benefits, and vendor managers, VMS, MSPs, all of those buzzwords that you've probably heard before and you've wanted some details on. So Adam Collette is back. And Atlas All Access starts now. All right. You ready for part two? I'm part two. Here we come. All right. Here we go. Okay. Same as last time. We're just going to go down, give me some quick answers on these, and... Uh, yeah, we'll get this. There's a lot of questions here, and I think that's it's legitimate. This isn't just new traveler questions. This is just questions across the board. Sure. So, pay and benefits. How do hours work for travelers? Are they guaranteed? And how much overtime can I expect? Sure. So, I guess two different questions. Yeah. There. So, guaranteed hours um, for the most part is going to be 36 or 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. um, you know, depending on your unit on there. Um, a good thing to think about is a week is a week. You can't you can't carry over a week or you can't make up hours in next week or anything like that. Mm -hmm. A week is broke up into, you know, Sunday to Saturday, Friday to Friday to Thursday, whatever that week that that hospital goes to. Um, it's broken up into those 30 that week. Yep. Um, your 36, your 40, whatever that 36 or 40. Um, you know, what comes into play after that is maybe a call off policy on there. Mm -hmm. And what that means is the hospital can call you off for that shift or a certain number of hours, um, you know, and it could be one shift every two weeks. It could be one shift per week. It could be 36 hours per 13-week contract. It could be four shifts per 13-week contract. Yep. Um, oh, we've seen it all. We've, we've seen it all. Right. Um, you know, and I, I tell people, I, I, you know, you hear the horror stories of getting called off and, and those, those things. The last thing that hospitals want to do is bring travelers in. It costs them a lot of money. Yep. Um, they have to orient them. You know, there's turnover and, and things like that. So I, I try to tell people it just doesn't happen as often. You see all the horror stories, mm-hmm. obviously, online. It doesn't happen. The horror stories come from people that go in. They cause a lot of problems. They're mm-hmm. a, a cancer to the unit. Of course, if somebody's going to get called off, you know, they're going to be the first person to get called off right. on there. You go in, you do as good a job as you can. Um, you're super positive. You try to interact with people. Um, you know, you're going to have a positive experience yeah. and, and everything. Another good thing during an interview, ask, how often do travelers get called off? Right. You know? How it, much overtime? How, how much am I getting? How off? much overtime can you get? Sure. Can I get um, one shift a week or whatever? Yeah. Or, um, you know, it, once again, in the interview or during the process of, of taking a job, um, ask about overtime, um, how much that you can get, um, how often travelers get overtime. Some places don't allow travelers to get overtime, mm-hmm. so maybe not a place that you want. So yep. um, I, I 
my record for for overtime or or number shifts in a row was was Miss Kim, and she did like seventeen sh- seventeen days in a row. And Which I, I would not recommend. I whatsoever. would not recommend. No. And she did it on herself and yelled at me every day. But I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I uh, miss her, by the way. Uh, yeah, I miss her. But uh, but in the same sense is uh, you know her hospital um, let her let her work a ton and yeah. and she made a bunch of money and and helped the hospital out. And, and everything as well. So you know, if you're mm-hmm. you're out there to, you can find those contracts where where right. you know, uh, you can you can definitely bank and, and get after it. Absolutely, so. they're not in the most glamorous of places. No, nope. you want to nope. go to North Dakota? Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, Let's it's work not, a ton. You're not going to Denver, right? No, you're not it, going to Phoenix. Nope. It's, exactly. It's going to be an obscure place. I mean, I guess you could, but I, I it's pretty rare. Very rare. Sure. All right. How often do travelers get paid? Uh, you know, once again, that's based off of your, um, your company that you're working Mm with. Uh, we do every week, um, here at Atlas, um, you get paid on Friday for the the hours that you weeked, you worked the week prior. So your first week when you show up on orientation, uh, you don't get paid on that Friday, but you get paid the next Friday on there. Once again, your assignment ends, you get paid the week after would be your last paycheck Mm -hmm. for that assignment. Yep. How does the bill rate work for me? So how much of the bill rate does the agency take and how much can I expect a recruiter to share with me about the bill rate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, it's going to go back to your company. Um, every company is going to have some specific standards on there. Um, you know, I think industry standard wise, um, you know, let's say the bill rate is a hundred dollars. Most companies are keeping anywhere from 20 to 30% of that. Mm-hmm. Some are higher, some are lower on there. Um, and I think with most companies, there's probably a grace period or, or some, these some, are, these are our standards. There's wiggle room. There's, these are our standards on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. once, once again, how truthful your, your recruiter, your company is going to be with you on that. But I would say industry standards for us to run a business, mm-hmm. for a bank to loan us money, for us to be able to pay people, yep. um, you know, we have to be somewhere in between that 20 and 30%. Mm-hmm of that take home mm-hmm. and that, you know, that obviously pays for lights, buildings, mm-hmm. um, you know, payroll people, HR people, recruiter salaries, you yep. know, what it goes into, it all comes out of, of that on there. Of that. And I can tell you just from a business standpoint, having seen, having seen the balance sheet and profit and loss statement, something that I deal with, you know, every week here at Atlas or whatever we've, during very high growth periods, we've averaged like an 18% margin on those deals. Sure. Uh, uh, at other times, you push that kind of 24%, right? Yep. Go look at, there are publicly traded tra- travel healthcare companies out there. You can see, they report this every quarter. You can go look. They have to report margin to their shareholders, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. So you can go and see that, and you can see it broke down between, here's nurse. Here's the nursing section, here's the allied section, Here's the in, here's the locum section. I mean, you can see each one of those broken down. Yep. I, I like to read it. It's something that kind of keeps me in, in, in within the industry. Um, that's a it's kind of one of those uh, trailing indicators for us. Whatever they report generally happens to us three months later. Yep. Kind of weirdness. I mean, it's always kind of been like that, even through our growth phases. So, I mean, I can tell you, Atlas right now, eighteen to twenty four percent is right where we need to yep. be, and that's and that's perfectly acceptable within like there's a lot of other companies that are our size that are right in that same sort of boat yep. 
Yep, absolutely. So why is company X offering me more or less money for the same job? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> once again, a kind of a multi-level question on there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, it, you know, typically you'll see smaller companies with less overhead. Um, obviously be able to pay a little bit more their margins. There's less on their books that they have to pay for on there. That could be a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on part one, we talked about change in bill rates. There, there could be a change in bill rate at some point in time mm-hmm. of $5, $10. I've seen $30 higher bill rates right. for people that I've had placed. And now I'm trying to place somebody else and they're, they're getting $30 more. And that's just being honest with, you know, your other travelers. That, hey, this is going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. Yep. Um, and those things as well. Um, and then, yeah, you, you absolutely could be getting taken by a company of they're taking a really high GPH on, sure. on somebody as well. Yep. Um, and without digging in to get in that information, um, it's really hard to see where that fell into. Right. Um, but asking the right questions, not assuming that you're, you're, you're getting screwed over or getting taken advantage mm-hmm. of, um, you know, try to narrow that down to, to where that's at. You are your best advocate in those cases, right? Yeah. The more questions you ask, the better. Yeah, And absolutely. you should never, you should never feel like you can't ask those questions. You should always ask those questions. And once again, if you get a, well, it's none of your business or it's, it's is what it is. Deal mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You, you got a question, is that somebody that you feel that you want to partner up and, and have teamwork in this industry? Right, right. Okay, next one. Why do some jobs have stipends and some don't? Well, I, that's an interesting question that I think maybe was, I, I saw this one come through in particular. I almost wonder if this is like a uh, a local job versus a travel job. Sure. Right? And this because they, they exist out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really goes back to duplicating expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this this really gray, unwritten, written rule of if you're 50 miles from home you and you're not duplicating expenses, you should take an hourly rate with no stipends versus a, a you know, non-tax mm-hmm. stipend and, and those kind of things. Uh, once again, we're not the tax people and, right. and not going to debate those those rules or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might be the difference that you see on there. Yep. Um, there's also other people that say, hey, I, I want to take a fully, I'm going to go buy a house next year. I don't want to have any stipends on my paycheck. You know, I Makes I, I want to take a, mm-hmm. a taxed rate mm-hmm. um, on there. So that, that could be a, a different reason you, you see those as well. But I would say it's more local travel versus... Um, right, you know, a, a, a true travel job. Again, your best friend is Google here, right? Duplicating expenses. What yep. is duplicating expenses? Yep. And then you understand, okay, I'm not doing that. So I'm taking a fully taxed hourly rate here to work at this job, or I am doing that. I qualify for stipends. Yep. That is a super simplified explanation. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not tax advisors. We don't, I don't pretend to be one on TV. Talk to your talk to the person that does your taxes. Talk yep. to your CPA. Correct. All right. Um, benefits. Do I get benefits from my agency? And are those benefits any good? Or travelers get the plan B for benefits? Sure. Um, you know, I've I've done this for five years, and I've I've seen across the board um, benefit packages from from companies mm-hmm. and. Um, it's one of those things, get educated on benefits and health insurance coverage and those mm-hmm. things. At the end of the day, it's you, the traveler, that needs to know what you need. There are companies out there that have $10 a week plans. 
And, you know, if you don't have, if you're not taking any medications, mm -hmm. you go to the doctor once a year when, when you got a cold, you just can't get rid of, um, you know, that $10 plan may be great for you. And there's sure. nothing wrong with that right. on there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's other companies that they have the best health plans out there. And you know what? It, it costs a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. Um, good health and good health plans are expensive. Good health plans are, are expensive right. on there. Um, so I, I always, I, I, when I talk to new travelers, I, or current travelers, I usually tell them go to the open market mm -hmm. that, you know, the U S government has an open market for healthcare. Yep. Go get a quote from somebody, go get two quotes and then let's compare that versus what Atlas has right. or what your company has. What are the benefits? let's go and i always tell people let's pick a worst case scenario you're yeah. hiking you're hiking in the hills you twist your ankle you you break it now you're out of a job and you have ten dollar health care mm -hmm. and fifty thousand dollars worth of medical bills where does that leave you at right what's or, your break it down to the most basic what's your copay what do you pay for right when you're comparing those mm -hmm. and you're looking at that scenario yep Break it down to that. Yep. What are you paying when you go in? What do you? What's your coinsurance look like? What What's the total deductible? What's the deductible for the year? Mm -hmm. Break it all down. Yep. And I think again, you will find good insurance is expensive, but not everybody needs that. Correct. And so there is nothing wrong with with looking at mm -hmm. other options on there. So. Every, every company is going to have some sort of insurance. Mm -hmm. What level that is for what you need is going to be depend on what, what people need out there. What matches your needs. Yeah. Right. I can tell you from an, we've always taken at Atlas, we've always taken the same standpoint where I, I don't want to skimp on any of that stuff. Yep. Right. So I have the same insurance that travelers have. That's you, correct. That you have, right? That's correct. You have the same insurance that I have that your travelers have. Yep. I have the same 401k that you have. Yep. Once you're eligible for our 401k, which is six months, and that's you and me and, and ER Traveler in Bozeman, Montana, Yep. right? All have the same 401k. You're eligible after six months. You're eligible for the same match. Yep. It's all the same. It, correct. My short-term disability is your short-term disability. It's the same exact stuff. One, it's logistically, it's hard to... It's hard to separate them, mm -hmm. right? And insurance companies are, there are many, many rules out there that I wasn't even aware of when you categorize different, like, workers, right? Okay, so these are just contract workers, just contract workers, right? These are just recruiters, mm -hmm. right? These are just, you know, whatever. It is easier for us to mash everyone all together. Correct. And it's more fair. Mm -hmm. Ask that question. Is your recruiter's insurance the same as your insurance? Yep. That's a legit question. It is. Last question for paying benefits. What are the differences between taxable and tax-free money? I think that's, we're just going right back around to yeah. duplicating expenses again, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you should have an hourly wage yep. that is taxable by the federal government. If you are duplicating expenses, you, you know, you qualify for, you know, some tax-free housing money, some tax-free per diem food incidental money. Mm -hmm. Um, travel money, um, and, you know, certifications, re, re, uh, um, get reimbursements for, for some stuff would be, would be tax-free as well. Yep. All right. Now we're going to cover vendors, MSPs, VMSs, that type of thing. Cause I know those are buzzwords that people have heard Yep. and there's always, always questions about them. And we've talked about them multiple times, but 
there are some details here that I think we can get into that are important, not only for new travelers, but for, for experienced travelers too. Sure. How, okay, so on the very basic level, how do VMSs and MSPs work? Yeah, so the basics of a, a VMS or an MSP, a vendor management system mm-hmm. or a managed service provider. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what uh, I think it back in the wild, wild west um, of travel nursing, uh, you know, there were probably five, 10 agencies, and they would all call the hospital and say, hey, we can provide you a service of getting travel nurses. Um, as the years have gone on and other companies have, have grown to four or 500 companies out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, hospitals were getting tired of having four or 500 people call into the hospital. And so people started vendor management services or MSPs. So there's one single point of contact where their profiles are going to the VMS or the MSP. They are then filtering through those and sending the qualified candidates to the hospital. Um, it alleviates probably jobs at the hospital level of of fielding and, and bringing those in. So that is the the meaning or why that those have come up. Yep. Generally, the uh, the vendor, the VMS, is not associated with an agency. The MSP, the managed service provider, generally is an agency. Uh, when you get right down to the to the nuts and bolts, they kind of operate the same. It's the same thing. Yep. And, and at least from a traveler standpoint, the two could be interchangeable to you. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, we kind of we kind of deal with that here as well. Yeah. So I mean, in, in all reality, for the traveler, right, a VMS is probably better because it's vendor neutral. Mm-hmm. It's not you know owned by a company who is going to take only their candidates first mm-hmm. on there. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the, doesn't, right. the the vendor management system or the MSP has a quota that they've got to fill for the hospital so it typically doesn't right. doesn't happen that way right uh what is the difference well we just answered that what is the difference between an msp and a vms company versus vendor yeah vendor neutral is important I, I mean that's important that you brought that up sure um there are there are good ones out there right sourcing comes to mind that is vendor neutral yep um but then there are also ms there are also vmss that are owned by agencies correct shiftwise for example i'm sure you've heard of that one shiftwise is owned by american mobile that's not a secret that's they sure. report that in their earnings right yeah. that's that absolutely you know happened a couple of years ago um, this is an, an interesting question, and I think better in, in, as in the context of this question is um, is relative. Uh, are certain MSPs or VMSs better than others? Um, Again, yeah, yes and no. I mean, it, it really just it really just depends, and mm-hmm. I, I think it, it depends on your relationship that your specific agency has with said vendor or said mm-hmm. MSP. Right. Um, you know, I think one of the great things about Atlas is, is you know, we've always kind of taken the stance of Switzerland of, hey, we, we want to work with everybody. We yeah. want everybody to be our partner and, and work well um, on there. Um, and I don't know if this is a later question, but as we move through this and as there's a, a ton of companies out there, all these MSPs and, and VMSs have gone to basically tiering systems. Right. Um, and a tiering system could mean better rates for some versus mm-hmm. others. Goes back to pay. We didn't really kind of talk about that. Right. But tier one companies might get a better bill rate than that. Um, how quick you get jobs, how fast you get jobs. The agency gets the jobs. The agency gets right. the jobs. So like an MSP ran by a company, they're going to give their own internal recruiters three, five days to fill the jobs. And then after that said time, then they're going to open it up to maybe tier one companies for mm-hmm. the first 10 days. 
And then after that, tier two, three, four companies will get a shot a month down the line. And yep. so that you might take a job that you see online to your company and they say, well, I don't have that right now. And then two mm -hmm. days later, you all of a sudden have the job. And all of a sudden that job pops up. It, it's on there. And it's just the, the nature of the business, something mm -hmm. that we as recruiters have to deal with on there. Right. Um, but a lot of times, even if you aren't tier one, tier two, tier three, if you see that job and you go ask for that job and you're a qualified candidate, we typically can still get that job for you. If we go back and ask them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So like I said, I think better is a relative question there. From from my standpoint, maybe from, from an agency ownership standpoint, there are some out there that I would consider maybe better because they pay us quicker, Yeah. right? So it, it all depends. They pay us, the agency, better, right? When we send the invoice, they send us quicker. Yeah. Right? So it's all relative there. Yeah. Like Adam said, though, it's the relationship that your company has, your agency has with that vendor or with that, with that managed service provider. Yeah. And once again, there's so many factors behind yeah. the scenes that go into this. Yep. It, it's insane what happens behind the scenes to really be able to nail it down um, on yep. good, better, best. You know, we want to work with them all. Right. We want to have the opportunity to work with every hospital we can. So they're a business like any other, right? Yep. Okay. So how much of my money, traveler money, bill rate, does the MSP or the VMS take? Yeah. You know, I would say typically... Um, anywhere from two to 5% is, is probably mm -hmm. fair on the average of, of what a VMS is, is, um, taking out of a, out of a bill rate on there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's some that take eight, 10 bucks right off the top of a bill rate, you know? Right. And so what does that e equate to a percentage on there is, is probably still in that two to 5%. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it depends on the bill rate. Yeah. There are, there are others out there that maybe take a portion of the bill rate and then charge a percentage too. Yep. But I mean, that's just, it's like you said, it's nature of the business. It's, it's unfortunately the cost of, of doing business mm -hmm. um, in, you know, we can complain and be mad about it at the agency level and the mm -hmm. recruiter can be mad about it as well. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you can work directly with some hospitals as a 1099 employee um, and, I, I would be scared to do that. That's, that's a tough one. That's a whole other conversation yeah. maybe. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's the cost of doing business mm -hmm. and, and we've kicked back on some VMSs and some MSPs and said, this is too high. And, right. and you know, they're, they're kind of give us the same thing of, of mm -hmm. it's a cost of doing business. Yeah, if you want to work with is. this hospital, it's, it's what mm -hmm. it's going to be. And our standpoint has always been, we're not going to lose a traveler to a location that we don't have because I won't pay a 5% fee. Correct. That just seemed that seems silly to me that it, you know that other that agencies have said that before. No, yep. I'm not going to work with that VMS because they charge five percent. Yep. So I can't have ninety five percent. Yep. Right or whatever, and then be able to pay from that. So yep. That hey, but it, however they want. That's but right, I that's but their I think choice. the the important question on or answer on that MSP as well is just because they have the MSP and they have the direct need doesn't mean they're going to pay you more than a, a, co a company because if, if we're paying 18 to 24% on average, but that MSP holder has it, they have to get 35% of the margin mm -hmm. is their company, you know, right. Just I'm, because I'm they probably, have a contract, I'm probably still going to beat that company on pay mm -hmm. paying the three or 5% fee. Absolutely. So you got you got to be smart and you got to go out and ask those questions. That plays into the next question. How do we ha do we have to use do we you and your recruiter, right? Your recruiter and and the traveler have to use the MSP or the VMS for this job. Um 
yes and no. Um, you know, there's always ways to work around it. The, you know, if you know somebody at the hospital and they, they can reach out and will offer us a direct contract um, to that uh, certain facility, um, we don't have to go through there. There, there are rules on the MSP VMS side, side of if a hospital has an MSP or a VMS, we can't directly call into that hospital. That's correct. Typically, or we have to break our contract with said VMS or MSP um, before we can go after that, that hospital mm-hmm. um, on there. We're not necessarily in that kind of game um, here at Atlas, so mm-hmm. um, we don't usually get into those, uh, those kind of bidding wars or anything like that. Um, but for the most part, if something's ran by a VMS or MSP, we're, we're going through that. We're going to use that one. That's the contract that we signed. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. So I, I think in the scenario that you gave, that's that's a initially that's a pretty rare scenario. Correct. Um, it's it's we're going to we're going to honor the contract that we have and and then go from there. Yep. So that covers pay benefits and vendors and managed service providers. Yeah. So next week, Adam will be back at his desk recruiting and Cassie will be here talking all about compliance and there's a lot of interesting intro questions and there's a couple of there's a couple doozies in there too yeah I can't wait to talk to her about I, it. I love Cassie and, and she's got a wealth of knowledge and I'm, I'm sure she'll have some great answers absolutely Adam thank you again you're welcome see you next week <laughs>